Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Wiggins, America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins, America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Hey! Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. We set foot in America one fine today. Sailing into Baltimore well everything's okay. New buttons on the jacket. Shiny like the brand new dust Listening in the sunlight Blistering my eyes When you said that you loved me I knew it wasn't true I've 100 unread messages Welcome to Wiggins America We're going to start the show a little different than normal Trisha is in studio Oh hey uh, The reason that I've brought you here to start the show Is because It is the two year anniversary of Wiggins America Woo! And I just want to give you all the opportunity in the world to talk about what, not necessarily the show means to you, but what I mean to you. And it's just, Ryan, just I'll stop you right there. It has just been the honor of a lifetime oh getting gosh. to be a part of this product for two full years. Two whole years working alongside you so closely mm. and being being such a important piece of this invaluable invaluable thank you piece of this masterful puzzle i just i couldn't be more grateful mm-hmm. um i'd like to thank you first and foremost but i'd like to thank your family your parents uh for making this all possible um your wife for allowing us the time your children i know it takes a lot of time away from your family my um, parents in, in general, why did you want to thank them? Because they brought you into this world they and, did, and the, we wouldn't be here without them. I'd like to thank God for for the creation of this show. Um, yeah, and, and my parents, uh, too, for letting me come to work every day. I have to, I have to ask them. Do you? Every day, yeah. Um, they always say yes. I got permission to be on this show two years ago, yeah. And so that was cool. My parents that signing that permission slip. No, but honestly, mm. it's just, uh, just a real, real privilege yeah happy anniversary yeah yeah you know i didn't know you'd go a minute and a half on that but uh that's fine it has been two years you have been a part of the show from day one 
And you know the reason for that? Do you remember why? Uh, only guy here. Kind of. <laughs> but it was because this show was formed out of uh, another big birth. Yep. Which is Annie Fry's fourth child. Yep. Because she was on maternity leave. I remember. I was filling in that summer for Annie. I remember. Quite a bit. You were filling in for producers who were not yep. here. For some reason I was, yeah. And I therefore was... you and I worked together in yep. middays quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we launched this show like right afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that is why I always remember when it's the anniversary of the show because it's also my birthday. So that's also Happy today. Birthday. Yeah, easy to remember. Uh, let's talk about some stuff. This week was 9-11. One of the things that always happens on 9-11, aside from the genuine and good tributes that happen on 9-11, uh, great, man, if you've ever heard a testimony of somebody who was there in the building. So powerful. You can't, you can't stop listening because you... It's so emo. It's so powerful. But one of the things we end up doing is talking about where were you? Where were you when 9-11 happened? I, I just wanted to ask this question because it's a little bit different angle on the whole thing. Are there any other events that you think either in our lifetimes or since 9-11 especially that are those where were you events? Have we had another one or is that the one that's going to mark our lives as Americans who were alive during that event. Is there anything else? For me, that there's nothing quite like that. And I was young. Um, I think I was thinking about this a little bit earlier. I think that there was a moment, for me at least, during COVID when I realized the world was shutting down. Where I, when I realized we were all we had all agreed that we were going to shut it down for a minute. That I thought this is something like we've never experienced before. I remember sitting on my couch thinking I couldn't go anywhere right now if I wanted to. And that was that March 15th of 2020, roughly. That's the thing. Yes, it would have been March. It wasn't a specific. It was a personal moment. And I'm but I'm assuming there was a window there where a lot of us had that moment, but in more of a a window as opposed to. Yep. Uh such a powerful and tragic event like 9-11 was. I'm glad you brought that one up because I wrote down two. That's one of them. But the one is hard to define. It's hard to pinpoint. Because it's almost as if everybody does have that moment that you're talking about where you go, whoa, something has shifted here. This is, I've never experienced this before. And none of us knew what we were actually getting into. Mm -hmm. But we all remember that moment that we were all suddenly... Not allowed to do anything. Yeah, just sitting there and thinking, this is a BFD. I don't know what is coming next, but this is huge. And that for me, and it's weird because it probably varies by state too. If you're in South Dakota, that moment may not really exist for you. But we're in Illinois. I would say most people probably do have something like that experience because everywhere was to an extent shutting down. For a two-week period. For what we thought very, was 15 it days. Was, yeah, 15 days yeah. to slow the curve. Or... And I think one of the reasons, though, that became so emblazoned in our memories is because it didn't last two weeks. That we all kept thinking back to that moment and going, oh, that was a bigger moment than just this thing that I remember. Yeah. This was the sudden change of society, maybe forever in some ways, But for me, just to answer the where were you question, I will never forget I was at a wedding 
and Pierre Marquette. And I was seeing a whole lot of people that I hadn't seen in a long time. Now, this wasn't like a close friend of mine, but it was a girl who um, babysat for us a lot. And it was her family. And she wanted our little cute, at the time, twins, who were probably five, to be her ring bearer and sure, flower sense. girl and They're stuff. adorable. So they, they were invited to be in the wedding. It was the first time that had ever happened. And so we were happy to oblige. Beautiful place throughout the day. I think it was literally March 15th. We're hearing news. J.B. Pritzker is going to shut down all bars at the time and restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, he can't do that. That's not a real thing. <laughs> what yeah. are you even talking about? And being in news, which mm-hmm. I had been for a couple mm-hmm. years at that time and been in media for a long time, I thought, this is rumor. This is people blowing this stuff up. Mm-hmm. And we're at a big event, tons of people. So they're talking about... How, oh, man, we won't even be able to do this next week. I thought it was just conversation. But the more I looked into it, the more I'm like, actually, these rumors have some basis in truth. I didn't quite believe them yet. But it was the next day that you started to see the real news reports about it that I went, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. If that wedding had been on a Sunday rather than a Saturday, I don't know that they would have. I think they maybe still that weekend would have been okay. But a week later, they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was shut down. Yeah, I remember Steve coming to me. We were doing diners, a diners and democracy tour with the Mark Cox Morning Show mm-hmm. at the time, and we were on our last diner for the event span. We were going to go to Belleville, Illinois to round table, and I remember Steve coming to me that week because things had started to shut down, and he's like, do we need to pull this thing? And I'm like, that, I mean, no. Like, I know. What are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, all right, you're right. He's like, that's fine. We'll keep going because Steve's not a quitter. You know, he was, but yeah. the rumors had started, and we get there, and there was not very many people there. And the rumor, there was a chatter, a chit and a chatter going, and it was not two days later. It was wow. the fall. That must have been the Friday, because that was a Friday. I bet it was the same weekend. I bet you went to that wedding that weekend. I bet it, probably the Monday after. Yeah, I always say it was the 15th, and I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. But it was a Saturday, mm-hmm. so whatever that was. This would have been the, the Friday before the that. The Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, that's weird, too, because <clears throat> people were voluntarily staying home because they had been kind of scared by it. Yep. Um, which I just never was. I don't know why I wasn't, but I never was, even though a lot of people around me, including my own family, were. And they were worried about me because of CF, I think, because they're like, oh, this is a virus. You need to be particularly careful Mm -hmm. about it. And I just wasn't. I I mean, I didn't. I wasn't not careful. I just didn't care. I thought that it was all overblown, Mm -hmm. and I still do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the only other one that I've come up with that, was a and and you can dis please disagree with me on this if you want to because oh, I, I will I imagine that that many people will but put aside your personal feelings about this event put aside the politics I don't know if I can do that I know I know I'm asking a, a lot of yeah. you and everybody listening right now uh, put aside what has happened since then even because that all shapes the narrative and colors it January sixth. Mm. Is that a where were you when it happened moment for you? Not for me. No? Okay. No, I I really, it wasn't because at the time, and anybody that listens to this station on a regular basis knows that Mark Cox was there covering it from a journalistic angle. And I had been in contact with Mark all day that day. And so he was on the ground saying, I'm not seeing what people are reporting. I'm, I'm getting a very different picture from my vantage point 
So I'm watching an event happen on TV and I'm going, hmm, that doesn't look good. But I'm also talking to somebody that's there that's saying, look, you're not seeing it like it is for most of us here. So I don't know if it was that. Like, I felt like I was too close to it. Like, I had to. It was like, no, this isn't what you're seeing isn't necessarily what I'm experiencing. So so I was like, maybe it's not as bad. Yeah, I don't know if it was just that contact, the way I was I was getting my coverage of it. Uh I mean, in hindsight, going back and watching it, you're like, ooh, it doesn't look good. But I think more than January 6th, not to pivot too quickly. No, please do. But you remember when all the riots were happening? You remember? Summer of 2020, you mean? Yeah, you remember when the streets were actually on fire, burning in cities and buildings were breaking and cars were flipped upside down. So by the time we got to January 6th, we'd been watching... Months and months and months of chaos and destruction. I think maybe there was some desensitization there for me that I'd been watching so much chaos at such like massive levels. And I'm just like, this is just the world we live in. Well, politically speaking, I'm glad you brought that up because to me, those weren't moments, though. And and I think January 6th to me was just and I'm trying to take away all the the context that happened afterwards sure. and just remember that day of thinking and we were live I think that's maybe part of it mm-hmm. is that we were live covering it on the Annie Fry show and it just felt like we're we're covering something pretty significant here yeah I don't know what it is but I know something's happening and what it's become I don't even want to get into because I think we all are on the same page that what it's become is just such a circus and it's so stupid and the 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 prosecution of these people that's so, so exaggerated in some cases for what they did with trespassing um, that all of that I don't even want to get into. But I do remember thinking that day that there, this this is a significant event. Yeah. And that that turned out to be true. It was a significant event. That is true. In that, you know, it became this like uh, don't touch it, you know, commentary thing that the left has really used to paint Trump supporters in a certain way. But yeah, I, I that's what I figured that I was in the minority on that one. I just <clears throat> that's the only other one that I can think of that I do remember. I mean, oddly, I actually remember where I was during the Kavanaugh hearings too, but I, like these <laughs> things don't rise to a national where yeah. were you? Yeah. And January 6th I thought maybe did, but I maybe think not. For, I think in to your credit, I think that there, for a lot of people, it does. It it will go down in history books. I I don't know if it was just the day I was having or the years <laughs> we'd been having, yeah. but I was just looking at it, looking at the images on the screen, thinking, huh, that looks not great, but also I'm not exactly sure what reality we live in anymore, yeah. so whatever. <laughs> well, I, I want to take a break here, and I want to bring you back in a minute to talk about, I would take, do one segment, and then I want to talk with you about your favorite host, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I thought you were talking about you. Oh, no, I I, I didn't mean to lead you On in that your birthday direction. and anniversary and everything? Oh, gosh, you brought that up again? Yeah, uh, did I mention what a distinct honor and privilege it was to be here? I honestly don't remember. Okay, well, I, if I haven't said it, I'd like you to know how uh, grateful I am this is, to be no, part this of this. This is uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. If you want to say something about it, if you don't feel like you have yet, come back in a minute and you can say all you want. Okay, thank you. Okay? I, do, I would like that. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.